Craps Journey Podcast, Episode 30, Big 3-0, Session Report Number 22. Back at my stomping ground at Treasury Brisbane Casino at the Craps Table with a $300 buy-in, half table on the right-hand side, got myself at stick right one. Two to four players today, two at the start, four came along later, uh, using the 3V equivalent set as usual. Uh, From the outset, this was a session like I have never had before. Walked into the casino, following my nose to the craps table on the second floor, turned the final corner, and my heart sank. The craps table was gone. Two Caribbean stud tables were in its place. I thought, what the bleep is going on here? I couldn't believe it. I looked around, couldn't see any side of it. I asked a dealer who I uh, know from Dealing Craps, uh, who was on the roulette table and they had no one on it. Um, They didn't know. So I walked around until um, I found another dealer that worked on the craps table and he pointed me to a, a hole in the wall off the main gaming floor and, uh, and told me they had just three days earlier moved the table into a small side room, like a craps pit that someone might have at home. And uh, I don't know if this is its last position before being dumped from the floor altogether, uh, but I guess I took it as a step in the right direction as it's less noisy, has a nice homely feel about it. But the downside is is that it's not visible at all from the main gaming floor, which is it was in prime position before, and it got a lot of foot traffic, and a lot of newbies came just because it was there and visible, and, you know, it was ex- it was exposed, and I guess they felt safe in the fact that they could just leave and go anywhere they wanted weren't in, in, in a small room. Now, being in this room there, no one knows it's there. There's no real signs for it, so um, it... it I don't know, downside is I don't think it's going to get any more attract, it's not going to attract attention, which means even less players, which means even more likely they're going to shut it down. So I I don't know, it's crazy. But uh, now I just have to work harder when I'm there to try and get newbies onto the table. Um, Anyway, so walked up, the table had no drop box, hadn't been set up yet. um, So my small lunchtime one hour window was dwindling rapidly Uh, they said to come back in an hour Uh, well that that's not going to help me so I thought uh, what the hell and uh, went to play some mini baccarat so I won $17.50 at that uh, cashed out there and went and had some lunch and then went back to work Um, I I absolutely I just couldn't help myself though I had to try out the new location the new craps table location so the table has uh, had a new facelift. It's been a new a new black uh, felt has been put down. New black layout's been put down. It's very nice, uh, and it's not as spongy under the finger. Uh, you know, I do a bit of a press test on it. It's not as spongy as it was before. So um, you know, I thought, gee, you know, this is really good. I took an early mark from work and uh, gave myself an extra hour to have a game of craps. The dealers seemed much happier with the new location, as did the players who were there, the regulars, including myself. It uh, definitely definitely is nice to have a pit, uh, a nice area just for it. Um, I did the old one-hit can't-miss-play, $10 don't pass with a $6, 6 and 8 place bet on uh, everybody else. And I was really itching to get started on my own game with my trusty little notebook and my small casino-grade little pencil ready to go. It was on. 
not. Uh, I promised myself I would try Heavy's $66 inside play, and I mentioned to a craps player, uh, a new a new YouTuber called Mark, just search for uh, full press craps, um, that I would work my place bets on the come out. So with all my variables turned upside down already, I, I couldn't include the $66 inside working on the come out play. I'll save that for a, a future session. But uh, long story short, I couldn't get anything going today. It was so embarrassing. Uh, nothing past six rolls. I've got a photo of my little uh, notepad with my rolls in it uh, and what I bet on it. Uh, if you go to crapsjourney.com forward slash 030 and hit enter, that'll take you to the to the to the page with the picture and, the, and my roles listed out there but uh, i won't go into them on the podcast but i'm still going through the session uh revisiting my throws and what i could do differently for next week and that's the benefit of it i you can you can assess you can you can replay the game you can try and work out well i should have done that and i should have done that and i can try that next week so it's absolutely gold having that having that ability to to go back over what was the game and the table's not as bouncy you can hear the dice a little bit as they hit the table i never could before so i've got some ideas to try for next week but i actually got so frustrated that i stopped betting for a bit and i thought i'd try a few field bets i I actually cringe as i'm saying it uh, while i was waiting and looking for uh, field twins to show uh, and using a Fibonacci negative progression. Um, so if a field hits, then make a bet looking for the, the twin repeat. So I worked my way up to $50 on the field. We're using a negative progression and I lost that one as well. And I didn't have the balls to pony up for the next bet, which would have been a hundred. So, uh, however, as it turns out, if I had, I had that have had of made that bet on the next field twin, it would have won. And then I would have dropped back down to $10 and then that would have kicked me into a positive progression. Uh, The guy then went on to roll six fields in a row after that twin reversal. So that would have been a very nice progressive field run on the positive side. Eh, geez, it was just one of those sessions. Really bad. Uh, Color in, $64 minus $236 in one hour. End of session report.